Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Around the middle... No, it was more towards the beginning of December. Um, I went to Big R, and uh, we had to get some dog food. We we go through a lot of dog food. I think we uh, uh, we were at Sandy's Waltz's last night. Are they here, or did they party too hard? They party too hard. It was her birthday yesterday, and they asked us how many dogs we had right now, and I think we counted fourteen at the house. They're not all our dogs; they're client dogs, and you know, my wife's a dog trainer. No, they they're full dogs. <laughs> they are full dogs because they bring me more. <laughs> They're more work than the big dogs. But anyway, so we were back there, you know, spending $7,000 on dog food. What I'm fixing to tell y'all, I am not asking for sympathy. I am not asking, please don't take this the wrong way. I'm not asking for advice. I just need to tell y'all some things, okay? I stood back at the dog food section, and Cammie went to look at something else, and I had just put the dog food on one of the carts, and she came around the corner. And I was standing there, and she took one look at my face, and she said, are you okay? And I said, no, because since July of last year, I have suffered from debilitating panic attacks every single day. This morning, my wife walked in to me throwing up in the toilet with an anxiety attack so bad that I could hardly function. And I want to, over the next three weeks, still in the midst of it, I am in counseling. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to, but I am going to share with y'all what I've learned through seven months of nearly, nearly every single day panic attacks, okay? This has been probably the hardest seven months of my entire life, and really the reason it's been so difficult is because there's not a single thing wrong in my life. I have the greatest wife. I have the greatest life. I have the best staff in the entire world. We have the greatest volunteers. Guys, I am telling you right now that despite what I am going through, this is my best life. And through it all, Through it all, I have not asked God to take it away from me. I asked him to get me through it. Because in tests and trials and tribulations and this and that, I don't want to take this test again. And every single day, I pray the exact same prayer. God, I trust you with this. God, I trust you with this. Even in my deepest agonies, sometimes uncontrolled shaking, I have told God, God, I trust you in this. And quite frankly, I'm not ashamed of it, but I'm glad that y'all didn't see me because I had to sit down on the dog food aisle for about 15 minutes in Big R while my wife rubbed my shoulders. That's how bad it has been, okay? But I'm going to tell y'all, some of the things that I have learned over the last seven months in regards 
to God's goodness, even in the midst of the storm. Okay, turn with me to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Over the next three weeks, we are going to talk about how to grow through the storm. I am not going to tell you how to survive the storm. I'm going to teach you how even during the last seven months, the hardest time of my life over a long period of time, I believe that I've been able to grow during this time. I've not missed a single Sunday. I've not missed a single Bible study. As a matter of fact, a lot of people say that my gift is preaching, and that is one of my gifts, but my greatest gift is the fact that I have an unquenchable desire for God and to move forward. Now, a lot of times, if you were to look, I've got a, I've got a deal on Facebook that said, yeah, you, caught, you looked over and caught me flat on my face, but you didn't watch long enough to see that I was crawling forward, right? So over the next three weeks, we are going to talk about growing through the storm. Today, we're going to talk about mentally. Next week, we'll talk how to grow emotionally through the storm. And the following week, we are going to talk about how to uh, grow spiritually through the storm. And we are going to use Psalm 23 as a guideline. And I will be throwing very applicable stuff in there as we go. So, Psalm 23 starts off nearly, I mean, it's one of the most famous chapters in the Bible. Psalm 23, right? We don't even really think of it as, as anything other than most people know the first few words. What is it? The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, what, what is a shepherd, though? I mean, you know, is a, is a shepherd somebody that uh, just just takes them out and just leaves them out there and then goes back to the house? No, the very idea of a shepherd is that it stays there with the flock. It doesn't go anywhere. If a storm comes in, does the shepherd run off? No. As a matter of fact, he goes into protection mode. Does that mean that the sheep won't get wet? No. Does that mean that there's not lions and tigers and bears? Oh my? No. But the Lord is your shepherd. He is there through it all, not just the good times. As a matter of fact, you know, I mean, I, I redid a famous poem and it said, you know, that a guy had a dream one night that he was, uh, he was riding with the Lord, right? And through all of the good times, there's two sets of hoof prints. But in the bad set of times, there was only one set of hoof prints. And so the guy asked him, he said, God, why did you ride with me through all the good times of my life? But there's only one set of hoof prints during the bad times of my life. And that's when Jesus said, that's when I had you in my saddle, right? The Lord is my shepherd. He's there through it all, not just sunshine. And, and, and I want you to know that, that the theme of this sermon series is growth, okay? The theme is growth, okay? Now, if you grow, what is, <laughs> what is the main ingredient needed for growth? Adversity. I mean, you, you're not, if you wanted to get big muscles, guys, you can't take two styrofoam cups and build 
I just spilt coffee all over me. That's okay. And now I'm going to just jack everything up. But what I'm saying is, if, if you want to grow big muscles, you got to have some adversity. you got to have some weight. If you want to get in cardiovascular shape, you can't get in cardiovascular shape by just kicking your legs on the couch. you got to go run, right? So we all pray for growth, don't we? God, I want to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Guys, that is an everyday prayer of mine. I want to grow. I had somebody come up to me, and, and, and people have acknowledged my growth. Sometimes they do it in weird ways, like one time this guy came up and said, you're a lot better preacher than you used to be. <laughs> Out of the mouth of Jay. <laughs> Out of the mouth of Jay. But you know what? I took that as a compliment. I hope I'm a better preacher than I used to be. I absolutely do. Now, we need to talk about how to say things a little nicer sometimes. But, you know, I mean, you know, whatever, right? But listen, we pray for growth as Christians. And then God says, well, you're going to have to have some adversity to grow so here's the adversity, and we go, God, relieve me from this. And I'm sure God's like, which one do you want? Do you want to grow? And if you're going to grow, there's going to have to be some adversity in order for you to grow. But then you're, at, you're, you're praying for growth, and you're praying for all your troubles to go away. Which one do you want, cowboy? I want the growth. That's why I've said through this whole process, I have asked God to see me through this, not out of it. And I've said, God, maybe one day you'll use this to help somebody else. And listen, being a Christian doesn't mean that you don't have hard times, that you don't go through things, that you're not going to have an anxiety attack. And I'm not, a, I'm not depressed. I'm not, I don't have depression. I have anxiety. But even people with depression and everything like that, being a Christian is not immune to it. And if anything, the Christian community is the worst community in the world when you're having mental health because they always just cliche Christianity you. Well, you just need to give that to God. I never thought of that. I never thought of that. You know, I, I just And they say, well, you should pray about that. I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> This is part of my growth. Did you know that, according to Brad McLean, one of our staff, he says that preachers, uh, the main qualification is we are paid not to punch people in the face, even though we want to sometimes, right? My gosh, and, and people are like, well, you, you're just not praying hard enough. Oh, I guess, I, I guess I'm being punished because I'm not a good enough Christian. Oh, that's malarkey. That's malarkey. We ask for growth and then immediately want out. The Lord is my shepherd. He's there even during the storms. He's protecting you in ways that you never even know about. I think that maybe one day when we get to heaven, we're going to be able to understand just how much protecting he actually did and that the little bit that he allowed us to go through was about a micro atom compared to everything that, that we could have gone through. The Lord is my shepherd. What's the next part? I shall not want. What does that mean? I shall not want. Well, that, that's the King James version, but, but the New Living Translation 
translation, translation. The New Living Translation says, I have all I need. That's what that means. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Rudyard, Rudyard, uh, that's the hardest name in the world. Rudyard Kipling said this. Do not pay too much attention to fame, power, or money. Someday you'll meet a person who cares for none of these, and they will show you just how poor you really are. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. See, storms are more difficult when we're chasing things that we don't need. Storms aren't always a bad thing. Sometimes they're a reminder of the things that we are chasing after that don't mean diddly squat. And we are putting 900 ounces every day into things that do not matter. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Storms are more difficult when our priorities do not align with God. You know, I I, I said it last week, you know, if you want every prayer of yours to be answered, it's actually really easy. What what God wants. (laughs) I mean, if God wants it and you ask for it, he's like, finally, here, right? God wants our growth. And quite frankly, he's more concerned with our growth than, than our emotions at the moment. I, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Growing through the storm mentally is a great opportunity to get rid of stuff that doesn't matter. Listen, when you suffer from debilitating anxiety attacks, you learn to protect yourself a little more. I mean, like the, the other day, I remember I told Cammy, and, it, and, and she has been the most amazing, amazing, I, I do not know what I would do without her. I do not. But um, the, uh, the other day I told her, she, something was said, and I just looked at her and I said, I can't do that right now. And she looked at me, and it wasn't that big of a deal. And she goes, well, what's up? And I said, I'm just, I'm not in the right frame of mind to handle that right now. She was like, great, no problem. Let me know whenever you want to talk about it. And it was no big deal. And I did. Later on, I was like, okay, I'm ready, right? But growing through the storm mentally is a great opportunity to get rid of stuff that doesn't matter. And you know what? We concern ourselves a lot with stuff that really doesn't matter. And what I mean by doesn't matter is you've probably noticed it on Facebook that I'm not posting as many memes and stuff like that. I can't. Not right now. I do the best I can. I do the best I can. I just, with, with the way everything's been, I've just kind of shielded myself from the, from the negative people that constantly attack, you know? Just couldn't deal with it right now. I'm not ashamed of that. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Or, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And I do have all that I need. And I pray that you do too. Because if you have God, you have everything. And that doesn't mean that everything's going to be rosy and Skittles. I mean, like, it's been a challenge. I mean, even the other, and, and you know, I, I went to Sandy and John's yesterday, and, and uh, Doug and Amanda were so nice to, to invite us over. 
And, and have you ever noticed that in storms, there's storms within storms? And unbeknownst to Doug and Amanda, I had a, I had a mini storm at their house. Now, it wasn't an anxiety storm. It was the fact that I ate a coconut shrimp and didn't know it. <laughs> Ty knew. He saw me do it, and I just, it was great. <laughs> Not really. I'm joking. And then Sandy's birthday cake yesterday was German chocolate. Storms within storms. <laughs> I gave her a, huh? It was so, Ellie had my peace. Ellie had my peace. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Guys, even when you're going through really, really, really difficult times, you can keep the faith. You can keep going. Get rid of the stuff that doesn't matter. What's the next one? He makes me lie down in green pastures. <laughs> The Lord is my shepherd. Man, isn't it funny how we're all still toddlers? You ever try to get a toddler to lay down? <laughs> hey, Br Brittany. <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> Would y'all come up here and tell me about how, <laughs> you know? But, but I think that's how God is with us. It says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He is our shepherd. He is our shepherd. To grow through the storm, you have got to rest, guys. You have got to rest. Y'all call him Lord? Do you believe he's your Lord? If one of the scariest Bible verses is the one that says, why do you call me Lord, but you don't do what I say? Why do you call me Lord, but yet you don't do what I say? Resting is not a suggestion. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I live in a green pasture. My life is good, not because of the circumstances, because God lives within me. I live in green pastures. And you know what? Sometimes he makes me lie down. And when I will lie down like he tells me to, everything's pretty good. Not forever, but for a little while. Why do you call me Lord, but you don't do what I say? There is no growth without adversity, but there is no growth without rest. Why do you, I mean, even God rested on the seventh day. He asks us to be cowboys six days a week. And then he says, man, one day you need to rest because a well-rested man can get more done in eight hours then a tired man can get done in 16, right? There's a biblical concept of rest. Jesus went and he rested. He said, I need to go be alone with my dad. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Rest is not optional. It's biblical. He leads me beside still waters. Can you see the shepherding aspect of this? He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Growing through the storm means going through the storm. See, he leads me. See, I think a lot of times we ask to be taken out of the very thing that is going to make us grow. And you know what? 
there's no participation trophies for quitting. And, and I have this theory, and it's based upon, well, I, I, took a, I took an informal poll, and by informal poll, I mean I asked myself what I thought. And here's the results. Here, here's the results of that, is that uh, if you keep going through the same thing time and time and time and time and time and time again, it's because you haven't finished the test yet. Because once you take that test and you see that son of a gun all the way through, you will not want to take it again. I don't want to take this again. But not only do I not want to take this test again, I want to grow through this test and I want to be able to help others. And if I'm not mistaken, I can look around and I can see your eyes. I know y'all have been going through some of the same things. You think I can't see it, but I can. I know you can see it. He leads me beside still waters. Listen, there's no participation trophies, okay? Like, God, this is too hard. Oh, it's okay. Is it too hard here? You can have all the rewards for going through it without going through it. That's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. He will lead you beside still waters. You decide if you follow or not, though. I mean, think about it. He's making us lie down in green pastures. Yet we fight that. We don't want to rest. We think, well, things aren't going good, so I need to do more stuff that's not going to go good. Man, try something else. Try resting. Try to get through something instead of out of it. He will lead you where you need to go, not where you want to go. You know, I'm a people pleaser. Make your living off the generosity of others and see if you don't. It, it, and I'm not saying I'm right, but I have a tendency to be a people pleaser and one thing of seven months of hell will teach you is I, I have kind of stopped being a people pleaser. Like, I, I'm not ugly. I, did, I didn't, you know, all of a sudden go from being a people pleaser to now I'm a big old jerk. But I promise you there, and, and some of my staff can tell you that I'm just like, boom. Because that's all I can do right now. I mean, I have, I mean, God is growing me. I mean, he's like, let your yes be yes and your no mean no. That's about all I got anymore. <laughs> he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Growing through the storm requires trust in what works. He restores my soul. It didn't say he makes it easier. It didn't say he takes all the mean people out of my life. He doesn't say, well, he got rid of that mean boss or the stress or anything else growing through the storm requires trust in what works green pastures are available for those that follow to the green pasture still waters are found only in following the shepherd restoration he restores my soul restoration is rejuvenation in the soul he leads me in the path of righteousness. Can you see the shepherding aspect of how God works? The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me. None of this verbiage insinuates that there's another option that will help. It doesn't say if you want... If the sheep want to, they can go lie down by green pasture. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside 
still waters. He restores my soul. All of these are his actions, his works. What is our duty in all of this? To go with him. To go, he's doing all the work. He knows where the green pastures are. He knows where the still waters are. He knows where the path of righteousness is. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Growing through the storm means you've got to do things God's way, not your way. Storms are not excuses for bad behavior. Okay? Well, I'm having a bad day. Tough cookies cowgirl and you women too don't jump in there too quick man you know uh, yeah i'm i'm having a really i'm not having a bad day i'm having a bad year it's not an excuse it's not an excuse for me to treat people like crud and i've had to and i've had to do some apologizing i've had to do some storms aren't excuses for bad behavior but a reason for righteous behavior. When you're going through a storm, it's time to dig in, not quit. But they, isn't that usually kind of what happens? We get mad and we start doing stuff, start drinking or start self-medicating and all of this other stuff instead of just turning to the only one that we need. The other bad thing, you can't grow through the storm with a victimhood mentality. Why is God doing this to me? Well, maybe he's doing it because you need to buck up. You know, I mean, maybe you need to get tougher. Quit whining all the time, you know, but a reason for righteousness. Being a victim isn't a path of righteousness. And you know what? Righteousness, I know that's a big church word. All righteousness means is doing things the way God wants us to do. them. Okay, that, that, that's all that means, right? You can't get to where you need to go by going another direction. If God wants you to go here, you're not going to get there by going that way. You've got to follow the path of righteousness. And you can't use a storm in your life as an excuse for bad behavior. And you can't use it to be a victim and say, poor, pitiful me. That's why I said in the beginning, I'm not asking for sympathy in this. I'm just merely telling you what I'm going through and that preachers aren't exempt. You know, sometimes preachers present that social media mentality that, oh, just go to God. You won't have any problems. <laughs> Bull crap! I got a lot of problems. I'll tell you one place that I won't have any problems, though. And that's after my work here is done. It's going to be a party for eternity. Righteousness is a muscle mindset that needs training like anything else. Man, you've got to practice this, guys. You're not just going to wake up one day, oh, I'm righteous now. Oh, you, I mean, you fall down. You keep going. Train yourself to ride the trail of a godly life. And you know what? If I can do it, you can do it. If I can do it in the midst of debilitating panic attacks, you can do it if you're, you know. I mean, because it's not my strength that does it. It's my faith that keeps me going, that keeps me smiling, even when I can make a joke in the midst of, of sometimes agony. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. He does all of this. He leads us beside still waters. He leads us down the paths of righteousness. He makes us lie down in green pastures. And this is important, not for you, for him, for his name's sake. And if you need a lifeline during the storms of your life, that's it right there. Give God the glory. 
give. He has given us everything, and we give him the glory. He does it so that we will come to him. I can tell you, there's nothing in the world that can save you apart from Jesus Christ. And he did it for his name's sake so that he might be glorified. And I'm using my situation to glorify him and point others to him. You can grow during the storms of your life. We are not exempt. We are not exempt. Go seek some help, just as I have. Do not think that you're some big, tough cowboy that can just, you know, muscle through this. Man, sometimes we all need some help. And if it wasn't for a bunch of these people sitting on this whole front row, I don't know what I would have done. They have helped me. I have reached out to some people. I have got professional help. But none of that, none of that takes the place of going to God. It's just a little bit aid in helping me get through some things. I love y'all, and I appreciate your prayers. And I know in looking through this crowd, and I can imagine the online audience as well, that my prayers are with you. Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for being our shepherd, somebody that makes us lie down, that leads us to still waters and leads us to the path that we need to follow. And God, I pray that you give these folks the strength to do just that as you have done me. And it's in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen.